Hello and welcome to the You Matter to Christ podcast. Many of our listeners and guests call this podcast an experience because throughout the variety of extraordinary people we have on the show, you'll hear stories of overcoming trauma, hitting record-breaking business goals, people forgiving the unforgivable, and yes, even miracles that will shock and inspire you. On this show, you'll hear from professional athletes, entrepreneurs, and everyday people from all walks of life. Discover the profound truth that regardless of your background or circumstances, you matter deeply to the creator of the universe. You were made for a purpose, and you matter to Christ. Get ready for inspiring stories, personal testimonies, and uplifting messages that remind us of the unchanging love and grace available to all. And remember this, you matter to Christ. Welcome back to the You Matter to Christ podcast. Today, I'm with somebody that's just awesome. If you can't tell by the shirt, if you're on video, then you'll see the cool shirt that says salvation on it. If you're on the phone and listening on your phone or somewhere else on your computer, then you'll have to take my word for it. I'm talking to Joseph Kimbrough. He is the founder and CEO of Apex Real Estate Investments. And we're very happy to have him here today. So before we kick off, Joseph, what is Apex? What do you do over there? Yep. So Apex Real Estate Investments is a privately held equity investment company that provides high net worth and ultra high net worth individuals passive income to potential tax advantages and above market returns by investing in multifamily. Love it. That's a pretty hot topic these days. So if you're interested in getting into real estate investments for passive income, Joseph's your guy. So where are you sitting on planet Earth right now, Joseph? In Frisco, Texas. Frisco, Texas. I love it. The uh, Cowboys practice field is probably real close to you. Yeah, very close, in fact. <laughs> very close. Jones I've actually I've watched the practice before. a couple of times. Well, before we dive in, I like to kind of rewind the tape and help our audience get to know you by really going back to your younger childhood. I think that's where a lot of our first memories start to form as a human being. What was your passion? What did you like to do when you were five, six years old? Five and six years old. There was a number of things, honestly. I would say the thing that I really enjoyed, though, that I used to rush home to do is to watch Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> <laughs> I used to rush home to watch Dragon Ball Z and then also basketball. Not necessarily to watch basketball, but I would always go into the yard and just dribble the ball on the concrete out there. And so naturally, when I started playing in high school, middle school, then it just kind of picked up from there. Interesting. What do you think you've liked about dribbling the basketball outside? Was it with friends usually or was it doing it yourself? Honestly, a lot of times it was just by myself, just in the yard. I grew up pretty much the only child. So it was just backyard between basketball and then occasionally skateboarding. I did a lot of stuff typically by myself growing up. Interesting. Yeah. You see my skateboards on the wall back there. That was my thing. Oh, nice. Well. Yeah. Okay. So if you think through from elementary school, then high school, 
What about kind of the next chapter? Did you find that you stayed with basketball or how did things change for you in your college slash days? So college days, it was a little different. Like I went to college, I played almost a semester of basketball there before I left though. And that's because really the real reason I left college was not the basketball, more so than the academics and not just academics, but because I also needed to go out, try to find a job to work. And then it was very complicated. So I was like, okay, look, I'm not making money playing basketball. I need to do something. I need to figure something out. And so I joined the Marine Corps. Oh, wow. Yep, a recruiter talked to me at the right time. (laughs) Oh, that's fantastic. The pastor this weekend just talked about, and his name's Chad B, funny enough. What are the odds of that? But he talked about how he went to college and just wasn't into it. He couldn't memorize things. He actually couldn't read very well as a kid. And his dad had a plaque on his wall from the time he was a kid that just talked about faith and doing the right thing by people. And then now he's a pastor and the school really didn't matter for him. And he said, I'm not the smartest person in this room, but I'm on fire for God and for Jesus. And his sermon, I told my wife when I walked out of there, it was the best sermon I've ever heard. (laughs) Yeah, I think today's day and age, this whole college thing isn't what it used to be. It can be for some people in certain. It can be like if you're going for like something technical, like to be a doctor, surgeon. Yeah, I I want you to have a degree. But if you're going for business management, marketing, those are all self-taught things you can learn from reading books and taking courses and just implement it. And now you can save yourself that 50 to 60 thousand dollars in debt. (laughs) Really, it's cheaper just to go buy the course. Yeah, do the school of life and online. So you go down the Marines path. How long were you in there? I was in the Marine Corps for four years. I had a combat MOS or a combat job, field radio operator. You work with infantry, a number of other different people. What was your takeaway from that experience? My biggest takeaway was when I was actually in boot camp and they really pushed you, especially during the crucible. It's one of those things where you started Matter of fact, Yellow Footprints, when I was on Yellow Footprints, I already wanted to go home. And I was like, look, you committed to three months being here. You made this commitment. You're going to stick it through. Plus, you can't leave anyway. So was faith a thing in the military or is it get in line, follow instructions? More get in line, follow instructions. You can say that faith for some people was a thing, not for everybody. You definitely come across some people who don't believe in that kind of thing. You got to think about what you're doing as a job in the Marine Corps, especially you're in the field. So, yeah, like your front lines. So some people, they might not have a faith. Some do. Sure. It depends. So would you say your faith was strengthened or stayed the same throughout those four years? I say my faith actually strengthened and then strengthened even more after leaving. Just due to prayer, especially being in business, it also strengthened. A lot of times we face the buzzsaw of moment in life. I call it the buzzsaw moment, the gut punch where you just say, oh, this is not going to be fun. Is there Mm -hmm. one of those times in life where now looking back, you can say, whew, that was so hard, but there was a silver lining. What moment do you think of in your life that was changing? I have quite a few, but let's go with a more recent one. I would say my most recent one was when I first started this fund. And I anticipated, hey, we're raising $5 million. This is going to be a breeze. This will be easy. I've dealt with a bunch of investors already. 
so I'll get it done quick. Four months, I'm done. That was my thought process. But the minute the fund got set up and I started talking to friends and family, I literally got, well, not literally, but figuratively got punched in the face when it came to business, where it's like, oh, wait, these people, they, okay, so no one can invest. They're not wanting to invest. They don't understand. I said, like, okay, well, I have to really learn. So I remember sitting there with this whole fund, everything set up and no investors yet for like six months. Six months, nobody. When you invested. ask someone to write a check, it's different than, "Hey, I'm thinking of starting a business." Yeah, bro, I'm exactly. behind you on that. <laughs> yeah, they're all behind you on that. But when it comes down to put that money where their mouth is, they weren't ready. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, okay, I got to go. So I went and found other people. It took a lot of faith. Honestly, I prayed a lot more. And again, I was able to acquire my first building eight months into owning the fund. But remember, what I told you the first six months didn't get one investor. But then I acquired a $30 million asset same year. Yeah, that's great. Just stick with it. Persistence and faith. What does it look like when you pray? Do you find yourself praying morning, noon, and night? Is it a once in a while thing? Or what's your routine when it comes to prayer? Mornings, definitely. And then also at night. And then just giving thanks throughout the day. Just for things that I think about. How far I've actually come from just being in single family real estate or other parts of my life just growing up where I grew up at and then seeing the different positions I'm in now, sometimes I'll find myself just saying thank you. So make sure, yeah, giving thanks for all the blessings. I know sometimes wearing a shirt like the one you wear can cause people to stop by, hey, what's your shirt all about? And some people don't have the boldness necessarily to advertise their faith. How did you come to, I mean, you're a pretty built guy, so you're probably not afraid of somebody stopping yeah, you. Yeah, they're not challenging me, man. <laughs> <laughs> I wore this jersey in Nashville for the first time because a friend of mine gave it to me. It says, you matter. And I was like, I hope this goes okay because you just never know when you wear something new on the street for the first time. And this guy walks by me and my wife and he looks back at me and he goes, hey, bro, you matter. And I go, no, mm-hmm. you matter. And it was the neatest exchange of a guy I didn't know on the street corner in Nashville, Tennessee, a town that we were visiting for the first time. So I think it's worthwhile to be bold sometimes and just step out of your comfort zone. Yep, it is. So next question is sometimes relates to the buzzsaw moments in life, and sometimes it doesn't. I've heard people on the show that say, I hear God yell in my ear one time and said, you need to move on. Like she heard God yelling in her ear and it was Mm -hmm. undeniable. Is there a time where God undeniably showed up for you where you were just like, oh man, that was it? I would say, now this is younger years. I think I was what, 10 or 11, something like that. I remember going to Hurricane Harbor. And so my aunt took me out to the deep end of the water, 12 feet, and pretty much just threw me into the water. And I remember not going to lie, I was a bit of a crybaby at times growing up. <laughs> and so I'm going to the bottom of the water. I'm just like, I give up. I'm not about to try to figure this out, whatever. And then I just hear this voice telling me, just move. And so I started swimming and I figured it out and I made it back over to like the shore area. But because of that experience, I actually hated water. So it's ironic that I joined the Marine Corps and then they did the same thing to me at 16 feet water just threw me in and I had to figure it out again. Wow. 
Isn't that amazing? The thing that I pick up there is that when we're 10 and 11, we're, we don't have the universe telling us who we are and what to believe. And so you actually heard a voice at 10 or 11 to just move. That is so, yeah. so powerful. And the cool part that I've found is that voice is still there when mm -hmm. we listen for it. It's just sometimes exactly. becomes a little harder to listen for when we get older. Yep. That's really neat. Wow. We talked about prayer a little bit. You said morning, night. Is there a way that you go about praying? I've heard my brother tends to say, Father God, and that's his opener. Mine is like I'm writing him a letter, and I sometimes say, Dear God, and then I do my thing. Or our prayer for our family was always, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. Watch and guard me through the night. Wake me when the sun shines bright. My other friend's prayer was similar, but it was, if I die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. And I was hmm. like, oh, no, I don't like that one. <laughs> yeah. Now, do you have it. like a pre-canned prayer that you go by, or do you generally pray about things that you're thinking about? So me, I pray about things that I think about or whatever it is for that day in particular. But then also, I don't refer to him as God or Lord. I actually call him by his name, which is Yah or Yahuwah. So Yah for short. And so because I know the name, I don't take that name in vain. So because when you don't call him by his name, you are taking his name in vain. So it's very important. And so that's why I actually make sure I say his name in prayer. And then I just end it with amen. Wow, that's so neat. Yeah, that's so deep. I saw some post on, I think it was on Instagram the other day, and it talked about Yahweh. And it said that basically when you breathe, when you're breathing in and out, you're saying the words Yahweh and you just don't know it. So every single animal and person on earth is actually praising God and they don't know it. <laughs> I thought that was kind of an interesting post. That would be interesting, right? That atheists are praising and they don't realize it. <laughs> and they don't realize it, right? Every breath they take in and out. Yeah. Speaking, of, there's parts of the Bible, man, it's crazy. It even talks about God. I think I've told you before the Bible I read is different. It's called the Sefer. There's parts of the Bible that even explains what it's like when a person dies. So it goes into depth of how that looks. So everybody sees them when that happens. Wow. Yeah, that's interesting because when I was close, I saw a garden. And I just talked to someone recently that said they saw the garden and they were like, what? You saw the garden too? <laughs> like, yeah, saw the garden. Very interesting. There's a movie called The Case for Heaven. It's by Lee Strobel, who was a former atheist. And hmm. then he became Christian because he did all the research. And then he discovered that the odds and percentages are so low that there's no creator of the universe that he was like, Okay, he changed his perspective. So he wrote the case for Christ first, and then the case for heaven. There were four or five different case studies of people that were interviewed after their near-death experience. And I have to believe that that book you're talking about goes into a lot of those similar kinds of thought processes, right? Like one woman died and came out of her body, went five stories up in the hospital, and saw a purple converse shoe on the balcony outside and then came hmm. back into her body and told the doctor hey go up on level five you're going to see a purple converse and they're like what how would you know that unless you came out of your body and you saw it hmm. 
So very, very cool how the spirit is a part of the body's the vessel, right? Yep. And the spirit can become detached and will exactly. Become. It will. It goes back where it belongs. Yeah, that's right. That's so cool. Wow. What else? Anyone listening that may be going through struggles or maybe their business is eight months in and they just aren't getting the check for the $5 million, what advice would you give to them? I would say keep prayer, keep faith, keep doing the daily actions that will get you the results that you want. And so you just got to keep moving forward. And the part of that faith plus works, that's how you get most things done. That's how you see things change in your life is faith plus works. You can't have one without the other. Yeah, we talked about that a little bit when we talked recently about the works side of it, because I think a lot of believers say, hey, the New Testament really says all you have to do is believe. And I told you about that. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on that? So me, myself, I do follow Torah, especially the Ten Commandments. Also, the New Testament is what you would call it here, but it's also is referred to as the Besorah. And it should be more so considered the Renewed Testament, because like I was telling you is Yahusha or Jesus, for example, he didn't come here to abolish the law. He came to fulfill it. So you still, everyone is still living under the law today. So that's why I said faith plus works. You can't do whatever you want. Think you're going to repent right before you die. And all of a sudden you're good. That's not how it works. And honestly, you have to think about it. When you believe that doctrine, that's more of the wide path doctrine, which Yahusha, or you might call him Jesus, gave a forewarning to that. He clearly said that there will be one that comes in his own name and people will follow after him. But he came in his father's name. He's saying people will actually hate him. But it also talks about the broad path leads to destruction. So think about it. If you can be whatever and do whatever in this life, and get accepted, what does that sound like you're being accepted to versus walking the straight and narrow, meaning following after the law, where do you think you're being accepted to? So that's the question you have to ask yourself. Mm. There's all kind of keys and like hints in the scriptures when you really read them. Yes. The world's in an interesting time right now, it feels like. Conflict and just stuff going on around the world. Some people even say, oh, revelation, but no one can predict the end time. Yeah, no one can predict no the end. You won't can. be able to. Right. What hope do you have for the world in the times we're living in right now? For me, the will of Yahuwah is my will. So how he sees fit and how things should go. So obviously the goal is for, is for a return. And so that is also my hope as well. Love it. To go against is to go against Yahuwah, and that would make you an anti. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, it's really just amazing when you think about the miracles. Have you had a miracle happen that's in your life with anyone you know or yourself, or you've just seen something happen where it's just totally unexplainable? As far as miracles, I would say growing up with myself, honestly, I was early in life, I was not always the healthiest. As far as having asthma, seizures, those things growing up, like, so the miracle is to at 13 years old, not need to take any type of medication and to have not even had asthma and been able to play sports without needing an asthma pump, those things to actually be healed from those, what I call ailments. <laughs> so 
that's a miracle in itself. That's right. Well, Joseph, this has been an amazing conversation. If people want to get a hold of you to talk about faith or real estate investing or any of the above, what would be a good way to get a hold of you? I say you can reach out to me on LinkedIn, Joseph Kimbrough. And, you know, it's the LinkedIn.com, then Real J Kimbrough. That's how you will find me there. As well as you can reach out to me through text message at 469-458-9295. Well, I've really enjoyed the conversation today. I'll never forget when you talked about at the water park at age 10 or 11, when you heard the voice, because those are the things I think that a lot of people need to hear and understand that he is accessible and does listen and is there to help us in our time of need. And he helped you with your real estate business. He helped you when you were 10 and 11 years old. He's there to help us. We just got to ask. Exactly. Ask. No matter how big or small it is, ask because he will provide a way for you. And always ask for guidance and which way you should take. That's right. Well, thanks everybody for joining another You Matter to Christ podcast. Joseph, it's been fabulous talking with you. And remember, you matter to Christ. Thank you for joining us on the You Matter to Christ podcast. We hope this journey has reminded you of the incredible truth that your life holds immense value and significance to Christ. As you go about your day, may you carry the assurance that no matter what you face, you are deeply cherished and loved. Remember, you matter to Christ. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe and share it with others who may benefit from this message. Stay tuned for more transformative episodes where we continue to explore the depth of God's love and grace. Until next time, remember that you are not alone. Christ's love is with you, guiding and strengthening you every step of the way. May your life be filled with hope, purpose, and the knowledge that you matter to Christ.